2: The Orlando Magic are on the clock. They ended up with the number one overall pick last night and moved up one as to compare to where they, they would have been based in number of ping pong balls, and that puts the ball in their court. And what I mean by that is they could now draft Chet Holmgren, number one overall, and and for the first time, I think, in NBA history, you could have not just two back-to-back uh, years of lottery picks from the same high school, but they could end up on the same team with Jalen Suggs already there and residing in Orlando uh, as their first-round pick last year and uh, starting guard for them. Joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Brian Santafer, uh, who runs the Sizzle program, the Grassroots program, and and watched these two grow up in front of his eyes. And, and, and Brian... Uh, you know, we talked for some time about the you know the possibility of having two lottery picks back to back out of the same high school, and and in this case Gonzaga as well. Uh, but I hadn't given this much thought until last night. Uh, I, were you watching and, and thinking about this as a possibility?
1: You know, I've, I've been watching it. I was watching it, but it's it's kind of a thing where Larry Sugg and I have been talking about this for a while. When you know we saw that Orlando was gonna fall into a possibility of being a number one pick, I said, you know, I said it would be crazy It'd be like a dream come true if, if him and Chet could end up playing together, you know, so it was crazy. I was sitting up last night, and Chet was texting me during around the time that everything was gonna go on, and I'm just like, you know, it kind of he kind of add more suspense to my thought process, so <laughs> I'm sitting up with my fingers crossed, and when they got to the final four. And they still hadn't called Orlando. I was like, I was like, wow, man, crazy feeling.
2: Do, do you think that he is without question the first overall pick?
1: Yes, no doubt.
2: You think that's established already?
1: Well, I'll just say this: if if I if I was a betting man, I mean, I just think as a businessman, when you look at Orlando's situation, a basketball wise, first of all, basketball wise, I think it's a great fit because he does something that the bigs they have is totally, he's totally different than all those guys. He's, he does a little bit of what Franz does. You know, he, him, he rim protects the, the basketball better than, uh, than Mo Bamba. And I just think, you know, he shoots the basketball. If you look at the guys they got, I mean, Jalen had an off-year shooting, but if you look at the guys they got far shooting at three, he would add a major, major piece to them, you know, stretching the floor, especially with his ability to break guys down that will be bigger than him
2: in the NBA. Okay, so, and so, so uh, I, and I haven't followed this that close, are, are there a lot of rumors about them trading the pick? Are, have they locked in and saying, we think we're going to keep I mean, you know, every year you get the first-round pick, That there's always the, the, those rumors.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't believe the rumors. Okay. I, 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 w- I feel like that uh, if you look at their situation, Miami hasn't been a hotbed for basketball since Shaq and Penny's been down there. And, yeah. you know, I remember it was disappointing when, when T Mac and Ran Hill got there because they never got to play together because one of them was always hurt. So I would say that Jalen and Chet could be the biggest thing to hit there since, since Shaq and Penny. And I think now it's a new era of marketing with social media and stuff like that. I think those two would be, uh, they would, they would be doing, be a major shot in the arm for, you know, for the whole city of Orlando.
2: Yeah, you mentioned it. It's been since, you know, we think we have droughts here. Uh, Orlando's not far behind since Shaquille was a young player playing in those pinstripes with Penny. Uh, they haven't done a lot.
1: Haven't done a lot. Um, I think um, Jamal Mosley, you know, I, I've been knowing Jamal for a while. I've been probably getting a head job there. And I think, you know, Jamal is, is looking for some answers. And I think right now they uh, they need some young talent. They need something to bring some energy into into the arena. I mean, when Jalen was healthy, Jalen was probably one of the main guys on the team that brought, played with a lot of emotion, uh, got the crowd into the game when he played. And, you know, the way him and Chet, the chemistry that him and Chet have, you know, playing since they were middle school all way up right now, the way they, they read the pick and roll, run the pick and roll. I mean, if you look at a lot of the high school videos that they have online, of those guys, they run that pick and roll probably as good as you're going to see. So I think that, you know, it will just make a lot of sense. I mean, obviously me, I'm a little biased because they're both there. But I just think basketball wise, it makes the most sense, and I think for 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 just for their their whole ownership of their program makes a lot of sense.
2: What is Chet doing now to prepare for the draft?
1: He's working out in Santa Barbara with his, you know, working out with his personal trainer, uh, with his agency that he's with. He's working out there every day. I think he's working out five to six days a week. Knowing Chet, seven days even on off days, he tries to sneak in the gym. I mean, you gotta sometimes you gotta cut. You gotta take the keys from him to keep him out of the gym. He's so much of a gym rat. So you know, he's. He um he texted me last night afterwards, and he was just excited and talking about he can't wait to work, he can't wait to see all of his draft nights. So, you know, it's just been a great feeling, man, to to be as, a, as an AAU director, to even be in this situation. I don't know if there's any other ones ever been in situations, me and Larry have with this situation going on. But program-wide, you know, your son plays for our program. I think it's just huge for our whole program, and, oh, huge for the state of Minnesota, you know?
2: But, explain, you know, the Sizzle program and AAU Across Sport, uh, you guys had a tryout this year, and I think a lot of AAU programs did, uh, and you expected uh, 200 kids. You got 400 that showed up that wanted to play basketball. What's happening here?
1: Um, I just think, you know, I don't think every parent. I mean, the kid, the kids are. We have a very big following social media wise. You know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So, you know, ten years ago, I didn't have that. Ten years ago, you know. But when you have this, the type of success that we've had with kids, you know, on the football side, the basketball side, kids that play dual sports, we've had a lot of success on that level too. But just in the national circuit, or, you know, you think about going back to jailing those guys when they beat Sierra Cannon on TV that basically that game when we played on TV that night on ESPN was Under Armour sizzle versus EYBL Sierra Cannon with Brandon Boston. That
2: is that, is that guy how guy you got, got, that got that deal done?
1: No, we had a deal with Under Armour way before that deal. We had a but deal but I, mean,
2: I mean, I is that how you get the deal done, to, to get that on TV for those two high schools?
1: No, they're Geico, Geico run, it was running events, okay. so Geico stepped in and did that. But I just think that the social media following that we have, you know, you got to think, Jalen and Chet have, between the two of them, got well over a million followers down there. So you got to think, if those guys retweet anything that we post or anything, it just goes viral. I you know see. what I mean?
2: Yep.
1: And, and it's just like the kids following. We have a very strong presence locally because a lot of the kids, you know, um, are friends of rival schools. You got Trey Holliman over at Creighton. He always supported everything. We did at Minnehaha. Our kids would go support him. Those kids all have a lot of following, So if they retweet or if they tweet out something – it just is the our program just has a ton of kids that follow us and they watch everything we do. So just like last night, I made a post, just called it Orlando Sizzle on Instagram. and I probably had <laughs> I don't know, I mean, jeez, I had a thousand a thousand views, you know? Yeah. So, so that's just that's right just one the of top. the things.
2: Like, okay.
1: Yeah. Every time so, it's quiet. It seems like our kids that make something happen. It seems I guess.
2: Now, now I saw something the other day. I know you'll you'll talk about this. Cause I thought it was interesting. um you don't, you run the program. In other words, you were there at this tournament, and I was watching this tournament, and all of a sudden there was a ruckus, and the referee was trying to figure something out, the two referees, and you came out on the court, and I thought there's got to be some administrative decision made here. And and mm-hmm. you threw a kid out of the game that was on the bench who must have said something. And you, you, you did not hesitate uh, to make that move. And a lot of people would say, well, it's AAU, and you got to keep these kids, and blah, blah, blah. And you said, no, no, no. Uh, here's the standard. He violated it. You're gone. And then his mother yep. escorted him and she was not happy with him. but just take us through that what happened because cause your tolerance for it was uh, was quick and decisive.
1: Well, when you have the way we have at our program that are out there coaching volunteering and not you know we don't have a big budget to pay our coaches and stuff like that you can't have you know kids chirping back to a coach. And when, you know, and I don't care if it's unpaid or not. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm just big high of respect with adults. And if you, if a coach tells you need to come on, you look at the coach, and say, I'm not coming out. That's a problem for me. Yep. That's a problem for me. You know, and I just, I'm just, I'm a big, you know, we, we we like to let give kids, the, you know, the opportunity to have a lot of fun and, and, and be able to be able to verbalize things to our coaches so we can, we have an understanding. But at the end of the day, when, when you just flat out being disrespectful, you say that or you refuse to go in the game, then, you know, it, that's what brought his mom out of the bleachers. And I, I respect her for coming to, 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 to my side and siding with me because it, whether she sided with me or not, obviously he was going to be done. But, you know, that's just a bad example. You don't know who's watching you. Look, you think you, your son doesn't playing that team and you saw what was happening. So that's what I'm saying.
2: You yeah, know, yeah, and I got to say, it was impressive the way mom escorted him out and said, no, 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 you're not, you're not going to sit here and watch. You're out of here. You're going right now, and, and, and she took control after you took control, and it was just—it uh, uh, was kind of refreshing to see. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, I just—I just big on this discipline. You know, like I tell my kids, you never know who's watching. Like the other night, the gym was completely quiet. All of a sudden, you see—you see, you see Jalen Suggs sneaking to the gym, and all of a sudden, he's not coming in. He's not coming there trying to be the most seen or nothing like that. He sneaks in there with his aunt and them. All of a sudden, five minutes in. Every kid in the gym sees who he is. Mm-hmm. So they're you know they're going, you know, I, I've seen it on social media. Kids are running up to him. He's taking pictures. But, you know, at the end of the day, the kid the kid's just trying to go under the radar. But, you know, every kid that came his way, he took a picture, he signed autographs. And that's just another when you say, why, did, why are there so many kids in our program? Just little things like that. Kids love that. And we're just fortunate enough to have those type of kids in our program.
2: How has this summer gone? Has it been a typical AAU spring so far? What's it been like?
1: Well, it's been rough on me because I had, you know, I have a, as you know, I had some back end yeah. and stuff like that. But as far as a program wise, I would say this is probably the most successful year we've had in the history of the program. I mean, you were off a little bit of numbers. I say this humbly, we probably had closer to f- over five hundred in the trial. So is that what it was? Fi- yeah, over the, of those five hundred, we ended up able to keep about four hundred because you're going to have some drop off. Kids just want to do other things, whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, when you look at it. Like last weekend, everybody's playing. This weekend, everybody's playing. You know, and they're all at multiple different events locally around here. They're playing. Uh, Next weekend, we're probably going to have 28 teams playing in a big recruit look event that's going to be at uh, at Shackenby High School next weekend where some of the top teams in the Midwest and the country will be here playing. So program-wise, from 9 and under all the way up to 17 and under, I mean – it's a blessing. And when you have great coaches, you know, the guys that ask Gophers, you know, Randy Carter, Melvin Newburn, Arya McDonald, Quincy Caldwell, Chandler until I mean, the list goes on of guys in our program that give their heart, blood, sweat, and tears to, to what we do. And not, like I said, nobody's getting paid anything. But these guys do an unbelievable job, man. And I think the guys that coach, you know, your son's team, whatever, their heart's all in the right place because, trust me, if they weren't, People like you and the parents, we would—they wouldn't be coming from Fargo. They wouldn't be coming from. you. No, guys. that's
2: right. But, Absolutely. In fact, somebody's asked. I get asked often about AEU programs and how do you decide? And, and I said the two things that I've learned is the, the two questions you need to ask if your son or daughter is going to play an AU program is how big is the roster going to be and who's the coach going to be and does the coach have a kid on the team? Those things have a lot to do with the experience. That you, sometimes a, a coach that has a kid on the team is is, is not good, and and sometimes uh, if the roster size is in double. Digits. All of a sudden, that rotation gets so big that you know you got a sixty-minute running half. Uh, you, you, the kid might only play you know ten minutes of an actual game. What, what do you What do you tell them about that?
1: Well, I think one thing about us, I think we try to be fair. You know, um, uh, one thing you know, a lot of programs they base their programs based upon having just elite kids. You know, uh, kids that are elite are going to be good no matter where they play. I yeah. think you know, I think you know, we we have a program. That caters to kids that are middle of the road, that are elite. Some some just want to play the play, and they can yeah. care less about trying to play. And uh, college, they just you know?
2: want to make their high school team, you know? They want their high school team, and they want
1: to get better. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these kids develop lifelong friendships. I mean, you look, because of the game of basketball, you know, Larry, You know, Jalen Suggs and Chet have, have become, and a lot of the kids on that team, have been great friends, you know? Chase Carter, another kid. You know, these are kids that have transferred over to to have played other programs, but they came over. They transferred to schools with those guys. It's just like a brotherhood. And I think, you know, when they a lot of these kids they come back. Last weekend I had several alumni kids that said they were coming back in, uh, come back in town and they they, they miss the first thing they say is, Boy coach, I really miss the days when we used to play in those tournaments, you know.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, they're fun, yep. Hey, I gotta let yeah. you go. I'll talk to you soon, gang. Appreciate it, my man. You too, Brian Sanifer.